Well, let's go on and, and, and just jump in, right? I mean, as you look back over the course of your career and you think about the different inflection points, you, you've gone from um, just entry-level jobs to where now you're leading marketing for a multinational company in one of their largest divisions, right, globally. And you've had phenomenal success at each stage along the way, at least from what I've seen, from the outside looking in and then when we worked together over the years. Thank right? you. Yeah. So, I mean, it, how how do you do it? <laughs> Working hard, first of all. <laughs> That's the first thing, right? It takes, um, I will say, passion. I have been always passionate about marketing, about the value that marketing brings uh, into the businesses, and especially in, um, in B2B and in industrial companies. I've been working in, in industrial companies for, for many, many years, and uh, uh, it, it's been uh, complex sometimes. To, to 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 show the value of marketing in these uh, industrial B2B companies. Um, so initially it was about really trying to link the the, the strategic um, the strategic plan with the key actions, with the key initiatives. But it was always a struggle try to deliver results and show numbers at the end of the day. So in the middle of my career, I say, yeah, in the 20 plus, 25 plus lower years that I have experienced, I don't want to say that, but it's getting to that point. Yeah. <laughs> Close to 30 years. <laughs> uh, in the middle, I will say pre-marketing automation, it was really about trying to explain, you know, about the, the positioning that you were getting uh, we were also trying to show the, the successes through the new product introductions, the releases, the numbers, the numbers coming from those releases. But it was it was not enough, right? Something was missing. So I will say after I start to specialize myself and the team in, in marketing automation, marketing technologies, and basically start to implement these technologies, but not from the perspective of, okay, implement the technology and the technology is going to solve our problems, but from the perspective of, okay, what is the process, what we want to achieve, how we want the information, the content to flow, what is the experience that we want for the customers, what is the experience that we want for our internal teams as well, for the product management team, for everybody. So it's where we started to put all these pieces together that you can really show the, the power of marketing, right? And and so the first 15 years of my career, I will say was more around the strategic side, the, the tactical actions then, and trying to prove, prove the value each, with each activity, with each uh, event, with all of this. But nowadays, with all these uh, marketing technology stack and all these different um, evolution of marketing, you can really put all these pieces together and handle marketing from end to end in a continuum and really provide the value, not for the company and, uh, and, and show the numbers, but uh, a much better experience for the customer. 
at, because you have consistency, you know, across your different stages of the process and, and you have clarity and, and really you can take a step back and, and see, okay, what is the relevance of the content that you are putting together for the customer? So it has been that, it has been a maturity level, you know, it has been experimenting, taking risks, uh, learning every day because marketing has been incredible. You know, if I take uh, all, the, all the notebooks that I have from my college, when I, when I cover marketing, I mean, what I'm doing right now is <laughs> it's crazy, it's totally different, right? So. As a marketer, we need to be open to learn every day, uh, to learn from all these different companies that are popping up and providing uh, solutions and services from one from one uh, side of the spectrum to the other. You know, from VOC to market intelligence to uh, basically product development, and uh, then to really product releases, campaigns, how to handle campaigns. I mean, you, you name it, channel marketing. There are so many things out there. So if how do you really learn every day uh, and be open to learn, you know, it, it's really, you cannot be the, 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 the believe that you have the knowledge on everything in, in this because it's evolving and it's evolving every day and you need to learn every day to be successful. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Right. Like I was looking over your career and I, I didn't realize you had started with Brinks. Right. And, um, and you know, there's, there's a former colleague of mine and, um, that she had actually ran, um, marketing communications and branding for Brinks for a number of years and, and whatnot. But then since then, right. And I've always valued what Brinks did from a marketing perspective, right? And the way that they established their brand, they knew who they are. They they did a great job of creating a perception of trust, right? Yeah. And reliability, right? Yeah. And driving that home. Peace of mind, huh? Peace of mind as well. Yeah. yeah. Which is critical for what Brinks does. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, it looks like you were at UTC and then GE and now ABB, yeah. right? Um, to your point, right. And that some of those, if you go back 15 or 20 years, right. Trying to create and draw clear lines of attribution for marketing success was really hard, especially yeah. in an industrial world. Right. Like I think you and I both did a tour of duty in the B2C world right? yes. where everybody just naturally got it. They're like, Oh, well, we need marketing. Yes. We know marketing's doing this. It's great. It's helping. We need more of it. Right. Um, but then when you transition into an, in, not just B2B, but industrial B2B, there's a lot of skeptics, right? Yeah. Um, I do know. I will, I will say, uh, Mike, to, to that, half of the job is to, to do what you have to do as a marketeer. And the other half of the job is, is to convince everybody that the marketing is, is, is a superpower for, for, for this, you know, it's, it's just incredible, but I spent a lot of time educating people throughout these years and at leaders on, on how marketing works. Yeah. I, well, I was thinking back to, I think, um, 
when you and I first met and you were leading um, marketing for Latin America, right, for industrial solutions, right? And and there were some there were some skeptics in that group, if I remember correctly, right? How did yeah. how did you how did you get them on board? Uh, with patience and 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 really showing results. Um, it, it's really prioritizing the things that you need to do, making sure that those are important for them. Yeah. Uh, so so that's why I always talk about the connection between a strategy and action, right? Sometimes, and and I I think it happens many times in industrial companies and at UV. You work in GE, we work in yeah. GE, and we solve different phases of GE, different divisions of GE, and how we work. Um, and other companies as well, you see how maybe the strategy, you have the PowerPoint here saying one thing, and you have campaign uh, events and things going on that are totally disconnected from, from that, right? Yes. Um, so, so for me, it's critical to really have this connection between everybody. But it's not to say, oh, we are alive. Oh, we jump into a call and we explain to you what we are doing and everybody said, no, that's great. And okay, good, no. Yeah, that, that means they, they know, they are aware of what is going on. But another thing is really to have an alignment. And for me to have alignment and connection is to make sure that I'm working in things that are critical for the sales team, for the product management team, and for the for the leadership team, of course. So I'm 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 I need to to really link the the, the marketing objectives and the marketing um plan with the business objectives, with the commercial objectives, with the product management objectives. But literally, literally visualizing the connection between them and saying, on these ones, I'm going to do something. On this one, I cannot do anything at this point, but these are my priorities and delivering results. And when you, when they feel that you are not an island doing something different out there and, and not thinking about who knows what, is when they engage with you and, and they become promoters as well, right? Of the things that you are doing. And once they see the power of, of that, they say, hey, more people or more product managers or more salespeople say, I want that. I want that. I want campaigns. I want the, my product really just to be this way. I want all of this to happen for me. Because at the end of the day, it works. It works. But it's not, it's not easy. So you need to find your promoters engage with them, connect with them, uh, and work together to make it happen. Yeah. No, that's, I love the way you said that, right? Because it, it, it's about relationship and delivering, right? Is kind of the way I did put a, a synopsis on that, right? It's, it's developing your relationships with your peers, right? And helping them understand it. And then, um, you know, one of the phrases that we would use over our careers, right? Was our, your say-do ratio? Yes, right? exactly. And I would say walk, walk the talk, right? Yes. With me. That's right. You know, stay out of the, the PowerPoints are, are good for a boardroom meeting to communicate something, but it's about execution, right? Um, and, and one of the things that you touched on earlier is just how much marketing has changed over the years, 
right? Um, some of it is like the kind of the way I think about it is the basics are still the basics, but the way they're applied is totally different. And the speed of marketing is exponentially faster than before because of yeah. these tools. What, yeah. what are you experiencing on that front? Well, that, that's, uh, that's, that's incredible, Mike. I mean, if you look at what marketing was 20 years ago or 25, and, and especially on B2B, you know, when, when I said this, it's, it's referring to B2B because it's, it's, a, it's a different way to, to market, obviously. And now it's becoming more B2C, by the way, right? So no, now, no, many years ago, because now you are not marketing really to, to an organization, it's, it's to a person in that organization. But the, 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 the speed and, and the change is just incredible. So on that, I have to be very cautious during all these years, not to go af crazy after all these different solutions and technologies that came up. It's really to be, be loyal to, to the foundations of marketing to the main building blocks that I want to build depending on the organization that I'm in, depending on the market that we are, depending on the stage of the organization. If we are, in this case, for example, I'm, I'm in the services division for ABB. We are a new division in, in, in the ABB business. So the priorities and how you set up your organization and your marketing building blocks is different from a company that is already, you know, mature and, 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 and already a, a more a many years into the market and more organized, right? So yep. uh, for me, that's, that's super important to, to be clear about what, what is the, the stage of the organization in which you are and how you need to uh, build those foundations and then how technology is going to support you on that. But it's not just to go crazy because I imagine like me, you thousands, hundreds or thousands of emails of different companies of so many different things. Um, and I always take the time, you know, to learn about this because it's, it's your way to, to keep track of what is going on, right? <laughs> Without yes. participating in webinars or things like that, the, 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 the direct uh, email campaign that they do is your way to learn. Yes. But it's always to say, hey, what is my, my building blocks? What are the foundations that I want to build here that are going to be really solving the issues that we have as an organization and the approach that we want to take uh, for our customers and then how I'm going to use that for that. So I have been very, not as slow, but very strategic in the way to select the, the market. Not going crazy with so many things, but trying to, 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 to have the minimum that provide the maximum uh, a return and the maximum, um, basically, risk. Yeah, no, that, that makes so much sense, right? It, it reminds me of um, a friend and, and colleague of ours, I, I, a mentor of mine is John Jacko. He's now, I think he's retired. He sits on a couple of boards, but 
he was the chief growth officer at Pentair and then was at um, Kenna Metal before that. He always said, you know, don't buy the tool until you have your process mapped out. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, and, and we always said that, but, but, it, it, you know, your tendency as a human is to say, oh my God, this is fantastic. We I, need to, we need to do it. Let's do it. No, take a step back. <laughs> yes. And not, and ask, I mean, it's something that you really need at this stage or you want to consolidate better your process to be in a mature stage that really you can engage with these different technologies because at the end of the day, all these marketing technologies stack is touching different areas. It's touching product management, it's touching sales, it's touching the marketing, everybody. So you need engagement from them at the end of the day. And yeah. if you introduce so many tools in a, a small period of time, um, one day start to lose confidence in, in the process and a focus on the process, right? Is they have so many things to, to do. So, so we need to be smart around that. And I think that has been one of, of the, of the success factors for me is to, to, to just keep, keep it simple, but, uh, showing results. Yeah. Showing the numbers. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the way you're talking about that. It's funny. Um, when we get offline, I need to tell you about a resource I found. You were talking about getting smart on some things. There's a network that I recently was introduced to that is extremely compelling for me to be able to learn about new things very quickly. Um, that's that's really, really cool. So I'll... You um, need to share that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, it, it, as with anything, it comes with some strings that are a little annoying, but, um, but you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. I know, but sometimes, you know, they actually all these vendors, they send uh, innovative things also, you know, yes. the way that they develop content that is relevant to you. And sometimes you are going through, maybe you need to work in a, I don't know, in a channel marketing process or a new product introduction process or things like that, or lead management or lead um, uh, uh, lead uh, conversion and, and, and different things. And they and it happens that you are thinking about that, you have the problem, and they maybe send you a white paper solving your problem. And that's fantastic. Sometimes you know, it's like, wow, that yeah. that's good. And that's what we need to do with our customers as well, right? It's not... Not really to, to send any more these wonderful things about ABB and what we do, but it's, okay, I, I understand your problem. I understand why you need to keep your electrical equipment up all the time because I totally understand that an outage for you costs millions of dollars. So how I'm going to help you solve your problem, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so fun question for you. Um, thinking back over your career, everybody's got times where things went exceedingly well and then things kind of went off the rails a little bit, right? And then they got back on. Obviously, you've you've been able to manage your career very successfully going from Brinks to GE and, you know, now with AVB. Um, what Do you have any lessons learned and do you have an example where you learned that lesson, right? Yeah, I had um, I had two examples. I, I one is more from the from the perspective of of, of 
personal interactions and, and people that you find across your career. Um, I have been very blessed to, to meet incredible, talented, and super smart people during my professional years at Brinks, at uh, General Electric, in all the divisions, because I started with the security division, electronic security yeah. division, if you remember. And then um, Industrial Solutions and, and ABB. Um, and and I've been blessed, I mean, about the people that I met, the, the talent, the, the, the skills, and I have been learning from all of them. But also sometimes they, you know, you have people that is difficult and you find people that is really, really difficult, <laughs> <laughs> right? And, um, and it's strong and my, 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 my leadership itself has been always been around servant leadership, you know, yep. be, be humble, help your team succeed, work alongside them and, and, and be together with them. Um, but you find very, very complex people in, in these businesses as well. Uh, but from that, you learn as well. So for me, every time that I found a, a, a difficult person, a different ca a difficult character, it, it's a way to learn how to deal with it and how to gain the, the confidence and trust also for those people. And it's, and it's a challenge. So. I think you need to use those moments not as a as a way to say to you, oh my God, this is so bad. I can't deal with this. I don't want to go to this meeting. I'm going to avoid this. It's really to learn how to navigate and how to handle these people. The the other one is more around these steps in my career, right? And and one opportunity, the the change that I made involved at a change in, in, in so many different variables, right? It was um, a promotion, but it was a promotion into a different topic. Uh, it was inside marketing, but a other topic that I was not that experienced. And you always say, yeah, you need to go out of your zone of comfort. Okay, but you need to calculate the risk, right? Yep. Because if you have so many changes at the same time, it's, it's complex. So. It was a promotion, which means I was going from, I know I don't know if you remember, but in, in GA it was senior professional path to, to executive path. And that was a big deal in GA at that time, right? So so that was a, a big one. And then it was a, a change of subject totally. And then was going from a regional to global level. So you have three in one that makes uh, the wow. thing Wow, yes. <laughs> Yes. So at that time, I think it was the, the more complex and stressful time of my career. Yeah. Um, but I learned a lot from it as well. I, I learned and, and then I, I, I moved to a, another position uh, uh, again um, that added more to the experience that I have today, but that was a complex time. So you have to evaluate, you know, how you are going to grow from a region if you are in a country, from a country to a region, from a region to a global perspective, if if you are coming from a, 
a specific area in which you feel very experienced and you're going to a new area when you, when, when you have the skills that you are not that experienced and then you are going from a different level in the organization, different band level. So be careful with that. I mean, take the risk, but make sure that you understand this. And I understand the complexity and how I felt that is stressful and all of that because he was the three at the same time. Oh yeah. Right. And you're looked at, um, that transition going from in, in that organization from professional to executive, right. Um, as far as the percentiles, there was a huge difference, right. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden there's, uh, going through that orientation when you're, you're introduced to that next level up. Right. They do. They did a great job of setting expectations and training you around that, but also making you keenly aware of how much more, how many more eyes are on you. Yes. Right. And, and, and that, that people are watching you, right. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. Um, and, and that they, those expectations have gone up dramatically because of that. Um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's one of the things that I, absolutely loved and had a tremendous amount of respect for at, at General Electric was just the, the training that they poured into people. Yes, so, I, w- I was going to tell you that. I mean, we were so blessed to be able to have the opportunity to be on, on, on Crotonville. I mean, oh, all those different courses that we have in Crotonville, they were, each one of them was like a MBA, you know? <laughs> It was for like like a like a like a really good quality of the of the of the of the people that was uh, providing the seminars and everything. It, it was fantastic, the coaching and all of that. But even with all that training that they provide, you know, when you because they prepare you that and that was beautiful about the the curriculum that they have and that how they were really conscious about moving the people along the uh, along the, con- the leadership continuum and going from yep. professional band, senior professional band, executive band, how they prepare you to all these uh, uh, all, all the different steps. Um, but even with that, you, you need to be careful on how you take this risk, right? No, yeah. I, I love the way you teed that up, right? Because it's like even... You know, when you, you're doing a new business idea or new new product or something, right? It's uh, you've got new markets and new technologies, right? Or new um, new customer bases. And it's like you, the ultimate risk is new, new, right? Yeah. Um, and which means uh, the the probability of failure goes up dramatically, right? Yeah. Um, now, now, typically the payoff should be commensurate with that. Um and so when you're talking about applying that to your career, that is such a great insight. Yeah. Right? Is yeah. Yeah. pick, you know, if you could, if you're going to manage your career, make sure you're keenly aware of where you're at on that, that risk, risk management continuum. Exactly. And how much you can tolerate because he's, you know, it's about your life. It's about the balance. It's about your priorities as well. I'm a working man. So for me, my, my family, my two daughters are, of course, my priority. And sometimes you can land in, in positions that are going to be really taking the life out of you. So you need to be conscious about it. Right? Yeah. And I think some advice I got later in my career 
that, you know, I wish I would have gotten earlier and I make sure I pass on to people younger in their career now is um, pick your boss. Yeah. Right. Don't don't worry as much about the title and the brand as you do the person that you're working with. Yeah. Right. Um, because that that manager, that leader, um, that mentor is going to be critical to you for your success. Absolutely, Mike. I, I love that. And I will add also that now, and especially after the pandemic, I will say, choose your industry and choose the company that you want to work for. Because during the pandemic, we saw, unfortunately, all the layoffs, all the things that happened and that still happened because of the effect of the, of the pandemic, especially in technology companies. But if you see in 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 in, in, our, in my business in in my industry, energy management is an essential business. So it's incredible how all the companies that we operate in this industry, it was the opposite. You know, we we need to hire more people. We need to do more things because uh, it, it, you require more energy everywhere in the data centers, in hospitals, plants, everywhere. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, you are working in essential business, but the risks uh, to, 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 for the things to go uh, in, in bad in, in, in different is, is, is less, right? So that's important as well. And I didn't realize that until the pandemic. It was like, wow, now, you know, at that point, remember that they had a classification between the, the essential business and the non-essential yeah, no, that you're you're exactly right. I had actually made a transition directly as that was happening, and um, was on the uh, the wrong side of that bet, right? Ah. Um, and it was the but the interesting piece was, um, like y you said this earlier before we got online, and um, it's something I believe, right? Which is disruption. Is, you, you didn't use these words specifically, but disruption is coming. Right. Either we disrupt ourselves or somebody else is going to disrupt us. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about that from like a career perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Which is just you've got to reinvent yourself constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Totally. Totally. How, how do you go about doing that? That That's good. But it's really experience is great, right? Because you, you, you start to accumulate all these different. I, I call it my toolbox, my marketing toolbox. And and it's all these processes, experiences, learning, failures, everything that you have accumulated in your in your in your professional career. And then when you join a new company or you are started a new position. It's the importance of look around you and see what is going on and really understand where they are, right? That, and what they want to achieve. Sometimes you rush to learn, to launch the new idea and all of this. But I always take my time really to understand where we are, what we want to achieve and how we as a marketing team can support that effort. And what for my big bag of toolbox that I have, I can start to pull together all my pieces to build that 
in the less amount of time. And that's why I said experience is beautiful because you can all only do that when you have all these years of experience, right? You can say, wow, I did that. And I experienced that. Oh, I, I did it and I failed and I learned from that. So let me, let me take a look again at that. And you start to put together all these pieces that you have a proof that is that works. Yeah. So for me, that, that is a, a, a very important step during your first 90 days in a, in a leadership position is really to, of course, all the things that you have to do, learn, assess, and speak with all the different stakeholders, customers, everything that you do. But it's really to take a step back and understand what is the situation, where, where, where is the stage of the company, at what stage the company is, where the company wants to go, and now. And use your, all your experience or all the tools that you have in that toolbox to, to build the foundation. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I think that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, as, you, as you think about it, right, if you had to give advice to yourself, right, in this current day, but only five years into your career, right? So somebody that's five years into their career, right, if you, you could put yourself back and now you're looking at having a career in marketing, what would be the three things that you're like, make sure you do these three things. Oh, okay. I would say for me, especially for being, for my experience, it is to have more confidence in, in, in me. I, I suffered many years from the imposter syndrome. So, so because I had a very, I had a very successful career. I worked hard for that, but at some I said, no, maybe I don't deserve this. It's because this happened that I'm here or because this happened that I'm... But no, I'm here because I work hard for this. <laughs> it's not because other, other stuff, right? It's because I have been building my career. I have been very uh, disciplined and passionate about what I do, about my teams, about caring for my people, about working together with them to make things happen. So, but that, that is one. First is, is have confidence in you. And, and I think, you know, these new generations, they, they don't need that. They, they borrow with that already. <laughs> yeah, like they, they want to move quickly, right? Uh, but, but again, that experience is important. So learning and, and getting the experience is, is super important. But that, that is the one, to have the confidence that you can achieve what you dream of. Um, the second one is really to make sure you put collaboration in action. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's not collab because again, you talk about alignment, collaboration, all these beautiful words, but it's another thing to put it strategically in action. And that means when you are working in a project, don't get yourself just working on that and just speaking with the people that is working in the project, go ask questions. Uh, socialize the project before it's going to be launched, get feedback from people, get sponsors, get promoters, because that way you don't need to go uh, and have the hard time on selling something because everybody's going to be on your side already. And yep. I learned that 
a little bit late in my career. I was for many years like alone, you know, trying to change the world. No. <laughs> Collaboration in action for me is something that is super important. And so to put this network of sponsors and promoters and, and, and engage the people early so you drive everything naturally. Um, and the third one, I will say is about results. Don't be afraid to be accountable for numbers, right? It's like for many years, I saw many people in my teams and, and many people around uh, other companies, marketeers, just afraid to, to be attached to a number and, and no, we need to own the number. In fact, when you mentioned before about the the evolution of marketing, right? And how marketing is, is just a crazy thing right now. Um, and the power of marketing. You remember the four P's, right? The, yeah. the basic four yeah. P's. Of course, role, place, promotion, and price. And uh, after some years, so many people added also people, which makes yep. sense. And I will add now pipeline. For me, six. Yeah. Pipeline should be part of the six piece for marketing. We are responsible to bring leads, to bring opportunities, no leads, no clicks, no impressions, opportunities to the yes. Okay. So, so for me, that's the other one. Don't be afraid to be accountable. I'm only. I, I love that. And I, I think that's a critical piece that, um, I see. So I've done a fair bit of time over in the SaaS world and that is just ingrained in it, right? Marketing owns the number. Whereas mm-hmm. like on the industrial technology side, marketing partially owns the number. And yeah. I think on like traditional industrial equipment, people kind of look at you like you've got a third eye if you say marketing has any responsibility for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, and it's, it's funny because, um, but to, to your point, with all these tools that are coming online, that clear line of attribution is so much easier to demonstrate. Yes. And, um, and, that, and that creates accountability. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head as, as you're moving forward in your career. If you can't sign up for a number and sign up for results, it's, it's going to be career limiting. Right? Yeah. Very cool. Well, hey, I want to um, respect your time. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Is there anything you want to close out with or let me know about? No, Mike, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I really first enjoy and remember all the the things that we went through while at the, you know, trying to demonstrate all the power of marketing. And you you were really a, a clear advocate and a leader for that. Uh, so, so it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you and remembering all these, all these years and all yes. these yes. things yes. that we were together. Okay. So I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. May the 2nd, you are going to be talking at B2B online in Chicago, correct? Correct. Yes. Yes. It's going to be fantastic because it's the 10 year anniversary of B2B. I'm going to be part of one panel that is going to speak basically about that, about the connection between 
uh, the different functions uh, to achieve uh, uh, growth in, in companies. So yeah, that's what we are going to talk about and it's going to be uh, fantastic. It's going to be in May, yeah, the beginning of May in Chicago. I love it. Awesome. Well, Liliana, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And um, this has been a blast.